This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. The Buck Sexton Show. Team, I'm sure some of you remember our friend Elena Plott from when she was with National Review. Well, she's now a staff writer uh, for The Washingtonian. Washingtonian.com is where you can read her latest. And we want to bring her on to tell us about some of the stuff she's been up to at The Washingtonian. Elena, great to hear from you. Buck, it's so good to talk to you again. So I saw this piece and thought, oh, I need to hear about this. Uh, (laughs) Although I I don't know if I can read the title on air necessarily. (laughs) Um, the worst date in D.C. discussing Machiavelli with more of a, we'll say, a behind man. Five reasons why dying alone is probably better than going on this date. You do a, like, worst dates in D.C. column, right? I mean, that's what this is? Yes, every Friday. Every Friday, Elena does a worst D.C. dates column. And since I figured it's the holiday season, why not have some fun at the expense of anonymous individuals that we will not name and do not know by talking about the worst dates imaginable? Can you give us some of the highlights from recent columns? I am excited. Yes. So actually, Buck, the, the one you just read and had to censor yourself a bit for, I think has been my favorite thus far. This was a guy who, in his late 20s, showed up to a scotch and cigar bar to meet this girl who, you know, sent in the state to me in Gucci loafers riding on a hoverboard. He showed up on that. And then, you know, proceeded to say that Machiavelli's The Prince was the guiding principle of his life, which is a little terrifying if you know anything about that work. Um, But mostly, yeah, I think that it just kind of gets at how tragic dating in the district can be for a lot of both women and men. Wouldn't you think, I mean, shouldn't it be easier now than ever? Shouldn't it be more sort of straightforward i mean everybody's on these apps and it's it's the whole thing has really gone digital everybody that i know now that's out there on the scene is on one and there's so many i actually cannot name all of them but there is a ton you know whether it's tinder or bumble or you know there's all these different Mm -hmm. ways that you know there's i think does oh no match owns tinder but um, there's there's other plenty of no what's the uh anyway there's a ton of them i can't even think but there's a lot And you would think that this would sort of allow people to get a better sense of what's going on before they show up face to face. But no, in fact, there are still are there still are dating train wrecks aplenty. No. So from what I've learned in D.C., um, it's that most people, like you said, it's Tinder, it's Bumble, it's Hinge. Now there's the League, which is a dating app for, quote unquote, elite singles, um, whatever that means. And yeah, I think I think the biggest problem that I've heard about both from friends, both from, you know, working on this column is that it it just it's so many options. It's like you said, you would think it would make it easier to kind of comb through people, really know what you're getting yourself into beforehand. But when you have so many options, I think what it creates is very little incentive to invest a lot of time, care, energy into one person when if you get bored for half a second, you can just go on to the next one. And give me another, what are some of the other worst dates stories that you, because you write about this on Washingtonian.com. You've got to have, I asked, I I talked about worst restaurant experiences yesterday. Give me some worst date experiences that you've written about. So the, the column today we have is that 
this guy showed up to the date, went into explicit detail about how he wished he had been on the date with his prom date from high school. He's 39 years old. Yeah. And, you know, she's sitting there like, you know, why am I hearing about this? Why is this relevant? He goes on to say how he and his friends had had a bet in high school. Keep in mind, he's still reminiscing about this at 39 years old, about how um, he would definitely bring the hottest prom date. Apparently, she was that. And then he goes to read to this girl text message exchanges he had had just recently with this girl on this date. Um, A little bizarre. And then I've had people tell me about how they've had to coordinate with the waiters and waitresses backdoor exits to dates that were so bad. And they've just given them credit card information and left because it was so horrific. Oh, come on. That's, you know, a a woman in New York once told me, and I swear this isn't a I've got a friend who story. This is actually true. Uh, She told me that she got up after the appetizer and just left. I feel like I feel like that's never okay unless you think your safety is in jeopardy or something like you just say. You know, I've got a stomach bug or I don't feel well or I'm, I'm sorry, I've got to go. You're, you're talking about Irish exiting on a, on a <laughs> one-on-one date? That is, that is some harsh that I is some so harsh agree medicine. with you, but I don't know. You know, I'm from the South. I'm from Alabama. We would just consider that a no-brainer. It's just respectful. It's polite. But I don't know. You know, I went to college in New Haven. Now I'm here in D.C. I've lived in New York. But, you know, the game is a bit different. I think because so many things have become digitized, including dating, so many rules go out the window. And in this case, literally some of the daters apparently go out the window. I mean, they're pulling a yes. Batman with the smoke bomb here and just disappearing in the middle of things. That is I feel I feel like this is to, to the young members of Team Buck listening. You always have to say the date is over. You can't just disappear. OK, Unac- unacceptable. I'm really glad we reached that conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Did you have any do you have any other for for the the singles who are listening based on this column you write for washingtonian.com? Do you have any other uh any other advice or any other sort of just musings on on you know life as a single in, in the digital era? I think just be normal. I I mean, I know that's really maybe like a cop out, but these stories I get are of both men and women who kind of tell these very, very intimate stories about themselves that just have no place for a first date. I think the purpose of a first date is just to kind of see if you click with another person. I don't, you know, one guy, bless his heart, sent me in this date that we posted a few weeks ago about how the woman, um, the first thing she says when she gets there is the reason she was 10 minutes late. It's because she had to go get UTI cream. And it's like, why would you ever, ever, ever bring that up? I mean, just... You know, I'm sure your mother raised you to be a kind and respectful person. Just sit down and get to know the other person. If you click, you click. If you don't, you don't. There, there's really not much more to it than that, I think. Uh, let me ask you just to switch it up here for a second. <laughs> Obama versus Bush by the numbers, column on Washingtonian.com. What's this all about? Yeah, so I wrote the cover story for Washingtonian's December issue about how the Obamas changed Washington. And I had a really interesting interview with Mark Noller, who is the kind of unofficial statistician of the White House. And he took me through um, the ways in which Obama and George W. Bush differed by the numbers. So we talked about things like number of foreign countries visited, number of um, pardons and commutations, number of press conferences held. And it came to some pretty interesting conclusions. Like, I would say for me, the most interesting was that 
by the numbers, President George W. Bush actually visited more foreign countries than President Obama did. Um, You're telling me you know, President Bush lacked foreigners, foreigners more? It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. I know. Um, but yeah, the narrative, of course, is that President Obama is the first um, truly globalist president. But when you really look at how many foreign nations each of these um, presidents visited, Bush was on the road um, or in the air, I suppose, um, quite quite more often than President Obama was. And then, of course, the, the second big thing, which is a bit more fun, but also a bit more troubling, is that Barack Obama has played upwards of 320 rounds of golf. And then President Bush was down in the two, you know, two digit numbers because after, um, you know, they first sent troops to Iraq, he said, I'm quitting playing golf. I would hate to see a mother who has sent her child overseas seeing me like on the, you know, on the putting green or something while this tragedy is taking place. Of course, we see what's happening in Aleppo and President Obama still has no qualms about playing golf, um, you know, with celebrities in the Oval Office. So I think that's an illuminating difference. Yeah, I've actually heard people say that uh, the criticism of, of Obama's golfing is racist. So that's a quick way to shut down that discussion. Yeah, maybe we should stop talking about it then. I'm sorry, I forgot. Yeah, this about is that. this is how this is how it always this is how it always goes. When it comes to Obama, and just get ready for it. when he leaves office. Criticism of Obama's legacy, also, it'll all be all be through certain lenses that the liberal left will apply to all this stuff. Elena Plot is a staff writer at Washingtonian uh, Magazine, right? It's a magazine. Yes, yes, it is indeed. It is indeed not to be confused with Washington Life Magazine, right? That's something else. No, very different. Very different. Right. Staff writer for the Washingtonian.com. She is at Elena Plot on Twitter. Elena, thank you so much for making some time for us on a Friday. Great to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me, but hope to talk to you soon. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 